What's going on, everybody? Thanks for checking out this episode of The Show, The Podcast. Be sure to leave a five-star review, and I'll shout you out in the next episode. But right now, it's time to take the field. Yo, what is going on, boys and girls? Welcome back to The Show, The Podcast. Uh, I am here today, as I am every Tuesday, and we're going to talk MLB The Show. Um... Today, we are going to discuss, well, let's let's start off at what I wanted to discuss. I wanted to make a list of what I'm, I don't really have a firm title for it, but it was going to be my five favorite slash best slash underappreciated hitters. Same thing for the pitchers. Um, unfortunately, as we all know, pitching is an utter disaster. In this game, so I have six hitters and four pitchers. Um, I tried to be a little different with my picks. These are not all 99s across the board. In fact, only two of them are 99s, and I really didn't want to put them there. But I'm so good with them, and they're cards that aren't really meta, so I felt like they fit. Um, so we're going to jump into that today, while I go through some events games. So close to prestiging DeGrom, I'm probably really late to the party at this point, but I would like to get him prestiged, so that will be my focus. Now some housekeeping. Um, in my last episode, I said that I was going to invest my, uh, in a new laptop. I was going to do that down the line. Well, down the line is now, because this laptop that I'm currently recording on is crapping out. Um, and I'm in a situation... Where I got some fantasy football winnings, I got some stuff from work, uh, I'm going to trade in this laptop and get a couple hundred bucks for it, that I'm going to be able to, to get myself a laptop sooner than anticipated. So basically what's going to happen is, um, Apple gave me the most frustrating buying experience of my life. So, in order to get the trade-in credit for this laptop, I have to send it away for it to be inspected first, and then they're going to send me a gift card, and that process can take a few weeks. So, unfortunately, we might be without a podcast for a couple weeks. And I know in one of my resolutions, I said we will have a show every week. If I had a laptop in front of me, I absolutely would. Uh, so, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be possible unless I get clearance to use my work laptop to do this. Should be fine. I might try to do that. Um, it's going to be a little different. I've never quite used the software on that one before. But, hey. We'll play with it, and we will make uh, we'll make the best of the situation, right? That's what we do. So, um, stand by on episodes for the the rest of the month. Uh, it sucks that I have to go about it this way. I really wish I didn't. I do still have some really awesome plans, uh, like I said, with Awesome John, who I'm going to do some outreach with, with my battle royale bracket that I have yet to reveal who is going to help me out with that. But you guys are going to be super stoked to hear. Um, but I just wanted to be transparent and give you guys that update now. I will keep everyone apprised on the Twitter machine. Uh, you can find me there at the show, the pod. If you're not following me there now, what the hell is wrong with you? Um, we have fun and talk about why, uh, hall of fame ballots are filled out by jackasses. And we talk about baseball and memes and things, um, related to the show. First, first yawn of the podcast. I, I swear, so, okay, funny, I, I'm starting to track my yawns, so, 
I have it's eight fifteen Monday night Eastern time. I did not yawn all evening through dinner, through work, through playing a little bit of the show, through watching YouTube. I did not yawn once. I shit you not. This is not an exaggeration. I put these effing headphones on, immediately yawned. And if you not, did not hear me, I snapped. Not snapping well right now. I snapped because it was that instant. Put the headphones on and I yawned. So who knows what the science is behind that. I'm not a doctor. If you're a doctor, please email me. Um, because I feel like I have a headphone allergy. I don't know if that's science either. Uh, but this is why I need the doctor. Um, uh, please help. Because I've heard people don't like when people yawn on podcasts. Yet here I am. And we know the number one rule of this podcast is that your boy does not edit the podcast. We are off the cuff and we let it go. So if there's yawns, they stay. Um, so if a doctor is in the house and can help me, we can go through the rest of 2021 without yawning in the podcast. All right, here we go. So we're going to jump into an events game. I have my lineup all set here. And we are going to begin. I'm just going to do this. Um, I wrote down the hitters first and then the pitchers, so we're just going to read them in that order. Now, these players are not in a ranked order. This is not 10 through 1, 1 through 10, odds evens. There's no order to this. These are just going to be, well, I guess if there is an order to it, um, for the hitters, it went by how they're organized in the inventory. And for the pitchers, same thing. So, oh, this guy's, it's DeGrom v. DeGrom. Uh, Mythical Pengu 34. The Seattle Pilots. Okay, so, first hitter. Now, not all of these are going to be breaking news. They're not all going to be super surprises. A couple in here might surprise some folks. But the first one, maybe the best swing in MLB The Show. I'm going to say that for a few of these guys, but I mean it. Oh, also, really quickly, uh, sorry, we're on a backtrack. Criteria for this? Uh, there is no criteria. I'm the boss of my own show, so I pick. So now, now that we've gotten that straight, the criteria is out of the way. 96 prime Jacoby Ellsbury is number one best hitter slash most underappreciated slash I love to use him player. Now, like I said, this is not news. Um, for a card that doesn't have a ton of power, this, this guy yokes the ball. Um, it seems as if everything is squared up everything is solid, and if it's a ball on the ground in the infield, he has a good chance to beat it out because of his speed. In 40 at-bats with this card, admittedly not a lot, I didn't get it when it first came out, I chose somebody else from that program, 40 at-bats, I am hitting, how's the suspense, is it good? Uh, 40 at-bats, I'm hitting 550 with 9 ding-dongs. Jacoby Ellsbury is the type of card... You make your cap his stance. Um, he's the type of card that, when he came out, he was a leadoff hitter. He was hitting one, two, or three in many lineups. Um, oh, Bryce Harper. Oppo, yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Do nothing. Um, he, unfortunately, can't field worth a sh Or he can't throw worth a shit. Excuse me. He can field just fine. Um, oh, we got a force... A force of rage quit already. Great. Um, so you're probably, when using him, putting it in left field or right field. But we're not talking about defense today. Strictly talking about his bat. 
and the dude rakes. So he belongs, without a shadow of a doubt, on this list. Um, I already won a game, and that's wild. Um, next up, he was an events monster for me. I never used him in ranked, but he was an absolute events beast. 95 overall signature series Edwin Encarnacion. 136 ABs. I hit 382 with 21 ding-dongs and 47 RBIs. Um, if you like the silver Edwin Encarnacion for Battle Royale, another Jacob DeGrom versus DeGrom matchup, uh, this guy is, is a goon. He rakes Every single ball that he can get his bat on is scorched. And he's got, it's a quick swing, but he's got a lot of plate coverage. So he's able to hit the ball hard no matter where it's pitched. Um, he's a great guy for team builds. I mean, he's been on the Blue Jays, the Yankees, the Reds, the White Sox. Um, maybe even another team I'm missing. Uh, I don't remember, actually. But uh, he is a card that, you know... You're never going to forget about Edwin Encarnacion, the name, because that silver BR card, or silver Live Series card, is so good in BR. But maybe you might even have used that silver card a lot more than this diamond card, just because of the prevalence of Battle Royale. So I think this card is worth remembering. I am... Surprise is not really the best word, but I was a little... I guess we'll say surprise. Surprised to see that he did not get a 97, 98, 99 version because his peak years were absurdly good for the Blue Jays. Um, maybe we'll get one in the future. Who knows? But Edwin Rakes, and I hope he continues to be a staple of the way SDS builds um, builds their content out because it's just important to have a guy like him there. Uh, next up, one of my favorite cards to use one of the few 99s in here. This is 99 finest, but not the prestige version. Heimer Candelario. Now, I have prestige this card. For some reason, I hit much better with the non-prestige version, which I know is not totally uncommon across the board, not just for, for Candelario. Um, but in 127 at-bats, I hit 433 with 23 home runs and 45 RBIs. This guy is a switch-hitting monster who does most of his damage against lefties, and his attributes sh uh, will show. They, they say that he's much better against lefties. So that's not at all surprising. What was surprising, though, was that his swing translates to the other side of the plate. So it doesn't matter that he doesn't have the platoon advantage there. He's, he's great. So Candelario probably will never have a card this good again because he got a finest from Detroit because Detroit was dog shit all season, and everybody on the team was poop-poops. So, unless that's the case next year, I don't think we're getting another Candelario uh, 99 finest card. I don't think we'll ever get one in the 90s again, unless they throw it back and give us this, which I would never complain about, because as I've just said, I love him. But I just don't think it's very likely. This is going to be one of those one-offs, like 99 Jacob Stallings, where we don't we don't get another one. Now, friends of the show, or followers of this show, or listeners of this show, or people who hate the show but still tune in, um, wow, this guy's cracked, um, that's absurdity, um, know that 
probably my favorite card in this game, period. I don't use him anymore because he's out of the meta. Um, but probably my favorite card, period, who we stand here, is 99 face of the franchise, prestiged George Brett. Uh, at a time when people were trying to figure out their third baseman, for some reason, the conversation never settled on George Brett. Probably because his power was on the lower side. But people were just disrespecting my dude. And he was my 5 through 7 hitter for a very long time. So in 640 at-bats, that's how long I used this man. 640 at-bats. I hit 319, which seems low, but part of me using him was also um, before I had my monitor. So, adjust that there. But he's hit, he hit 319 with 56 home runs and 108 RBI. I don't understand why people refuse to use him. I tried to, to, to tell them they were wrong. I tried to speak him into existence on people's teams, yet... They did not care to hear what I say. I, I don't know what it is. His swing is... What's the best way to say it? His swing is different, first of all. It's kind of slow and long, but if you learn to time it, everything's barreled. Even if you're just a little off of it with the PCI, it's barreled, as I barrel one to short for a lineout. Um, he's the type of guy who at that time, should have been a staple in the, the middle to middle third of people's lineups. Middle to middle third. That doesn't make any sense. Middle to, like, next third of lineups. Um, and his defense was totally fine. I believe he had a gold badge. He was not going to kill you in the field. I just, I don't understand why people didn't use him. And I was saying it every week. George Brett's my dude. George Brett's my dude. Um... You know, now that I have Manny Machado there, I'm I'm not moving off of Manny Machado. I just went four for four with him in a ranked game. Um, but yeah, I mean George Brett was utterly disrespected this this year. Maybe it's because he released too early. Maybe it's because they didn't give him the power. Maybe it's because people are doo doo heads. I don't know. Um, but on this account, we stand 99 face of the franchise, George Brett. Up next. Another guy who probably stayed in my lineup, or at least on my bench, much longer than anybody else had him. Because, Lord, I could not take him out, because his swing is, is so smooth. It is 94 overall. Silver Slugger awards Daniel Murphy. Daniel Murphy is just good. Um, kind of like Brett, a longer swing. Kind of like Brett, everything's barreled. And what I loved about Daniel Murphy is that he could hit to all fields and hit to all fields with authority. And it was not surprised if you laced a single through the hole between short and third as a lefty hitter. Uh, in, where is it here? In 470 at-bats, your boy hit 326 with Daniel Murphy. Again, this was pre-monitor, some of it, with 42 home runs and 81 RBI. So, quite good. Quite, quite good. Um, he played a lot of second base for me before I started appreciating defense at second base. So, yeah, he was kind of a sieve at, at second base. He was not fantastic. Oh, DJ LeMayhew 
Perfect, perfect tater tots off Jacob DeGrom. Okay. Dead center field at Fenway. Um, Daniel Murphy was a, a dog shit second baseman. So he saw some time at first base, but there were many other first base options who were worth my time. Um, so we kind of had to phase him out. And it was stinky because I love him, and I wish he would have gotten a higher overall. Like a po- Oh, my God. Give me the postseason Daniel Murphy, please. Postseason Daniel Murphy from 2015 would be the best hitting card in this game. Had to, had to be. Right? 2015, that was his year? I believe it was. Or 2016. Whatever year he was with the Nationals and torched the Mets. Forgot what year that was. Um, but give me that card. Oh, Trey Turner. No doubt. Yickety yaks off Jake DeGrom. Power swung it, too. Um, yeah, so Danny Murphy's quite good. Next. And the last... Oh, he's replaying for me. Thank you, sir. I'm destroying the X button, and he's letting this ball... Letting this ball be watched, because that was a over the monster, and I think onto the whatever street that is back there. Um, oh, it was. Very much so. Thank you, sir. Um, next up. Not a ton of... A sample size with this next card, but still one I thoroughly enjoyed. 90 overall Prime Series Mark Reynolds. A lefty killer, but also the type of swing that's compact and that you can do quite well against right-handed pitching as well. In 33 at-bats, again, not a huge sample size, but I hit 394, 7 jacks, 10 RBIs. He's just a guy who, if he comes up in BR in that diamond round, I'll probably take him. Not the best in the field, but dude rakes and fun to use. Was never really a guy that was going to stick in ranked other than like a very early lefty guy, lefty killer off the bench. And that's fine. Not everybody has a place in the line. Oh, come on. Go, 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 go. Ah, oh, damn. Uh, not everybody gets their turn to, to be uh, a starter on a lot of lineups. This guy's good, though. Um, I enjoyed using him. I enjoy his swing. He will uh, be on teams of mine in Battle Royale. I just, unfortunately, I don't believe we're going to be getting more of him anytime soon. I think, if I'm not, I think he retired this year. And that's why we got this throwback card as like a celebration of his career. So it might be a while before we see Mark Reynolds again. So celebrate him. Um, you know, that's the unfortunate thing is when our players we love retire, this is the last time we get their cards. Like Curtis Granderson, we're probably not going to get another Grandy for a while because he retired. Um, we celebrate their careers. We celebrate their accomplishments. You know, these are cards we or players, first of all, that we've loved watching, whether they're on your favorite team or not. I don't know how you could not like Curtis Granderson just as a player and as a person. As someone who's interviewed him before, he's an incredibly nice man. Um, and Mark Reynolds, you know, kind of up and down career, had his moments, uh, made his name for himself in Coors Field, hitting absolute yik yaks, but uh, you know, not exactly a perennial all star, if we're gonna put it lightly. Uh, still a guy we enjoyed using. So, Mark Reynolds, if you are listening, thank you for your service, sir. I hope to get you back in the game in the future. So those are the six hitters I pinpointed. Um, you know, there were others who I would consider favorites, but like I, like I said in the beginning, they're like really high diamonds who are kind of the meta. It's not surprising to anybody. I just left them out. Uh, but the pitchers here I had some fun with. These are actually four pitchers that I'm, I'm happy I put this list together because these are guys no one uses and really might not even have used much when they were out. Um, oh, oh, get in the gap, get in the gap. Come on, Hanley. Get the second. Get the second, Hanley. Slide. 
runner on second to start the fourth. First one is 95 overall Players League Blake Snell. I'm not the only person who thinks Blake Snell's delivery is funky and difficult to hit against. I know that. People who know how to track the ball, I envy you. Because Blake Snell's very difficult to get a piece of. And this card was no exception. In 54 innings pitched, I went 7-3. and three. You know, the record here is not the most important thing. It's it's just indicative of how I, I played with it, with my offense in those games. Uh, but 7-3 record, 4.33 ERA, which, if you know anything about MLB The Show online play, that's a very good ERA, with 47 strikeouts, again, in 54 innings. Um, the type of guy who was reliable at the time, not really usable anymore, um, but the type of guy who was pretty devastating to hit against. And... Not the highest control, but just a very fluid delivery. And even though the control wasn't great, he felt very comfortable to pitch with. Um, you know, just because of the way you use starters in Battle Royale, probably not a guy I'll ever use again this year, but just a guy who I did enjoy using for that brief time. Next up, number 88, or overall 88, sorry, face of the franchise, Shohei Otani. Now, he was the first team affinity I wanted to get after because I faced him once and was like, wow, this guy's impossible to hit. And again, this was when I was playing on a television. Um, but the dude was totally worth the grind to get him. I'm not going to give you the hitting stats, just the pitching. Pitching stats are quite good. So I went 8-6 and six with Otani. I had a 3.3 ERA. With 122 strikeouts in 76 and a third innings. This dude was the GOAT. I wish we would have gotten a juiced up version of Shohei. Like, imagine a 97 or 98, I guess like uh, Rookie of the Year or probably too late to give him a future star, right? But just like, give me something. I want this guy to have a high diamond and I want to devastate people with him. You know, he's got absolutely zero control. Almost less than zero control, but he's got such an electric fastball with the good off speed, and because his delivery is so calm and slow, that fastball it jumps out of his hand. Really, it almost it literally looks like it almost jumps out of his hand. It's just he's tough. He's tough, and honestly. One of my favorite pitchers to use this year. Very disappointed we never got something higher. This guy just got a hit with 69 overall Michael Chavis when 99 is the max team you're allowed to have. I don't understand what's happening. Um, sorry, we're back back to reality here. Yeah, strike him out. Come on. Fuck. I'm trying to get strikeouts with the Grom. Swing and miss. Oh, there it is. Dots. Yep, got him. Spots and dots. Um... Next up, another card I was extremely disappointed we didn't get a higher version of, but this guy actually had an argument for a high, like a legit argument for a higher version. 86 overall rookie Mark Pryor. Why on God's green earth, in the year of our Lord 2020 and now 2021, did we not get a Mark Pryor card in the 90s? Right? I mean, Kerry Wood had the longer career. But the two of them came up at the same time, were pretty synonymous with each other. At Kerry Wood's peak with the Cubs, Mark Pryor was basically just as damn good. Uh, I know Mark Pryor battled 
very unfortunate injuries, and his career kind of fell off the rails there. But if you're going to put him in the game and give me an 86 overall rookie card, why aren't you giving me a mid-90s Mark Pryor? Right? Am I dumb for thinking that? Am I wrong here? Um, but with, with this Mark Pryor, I didn't pitch a lot of innings and in ranked with him, but I used him a lot offline in Diamond Dynasty, in uh, Conquest, rather. I just loved him as I line into a double play. I f- perfect, perfect lineouts. Thank you, SDS. Um, what was I saying here? Oh, his stats. Sorry, I got sidetracked. You can blame SDS for me getting sidetracked. In 18 innings online play, so again, not a ton of innings, I went 1-2 and two with a 3 ERA and 20 strikeouts in 18 innings. Loved his slurve. Love his delivery, his wind-up. Love his accuracy, his control. Just a fan. I was a fan of this card, and I would have used his mid-90s card had it been given to me. And the last one, 88 overall future stars Alex Reyes. This was one of the original cards, original flashback diamonds that came out along the XP rewards path. It was along with like 85 Mondesi, 87 Gary Sanchez. There might have been a couple others, or it might have just been those three, to be perfectly honest. I don't remember. It was so long ago. Um, Again, didn't use them a ton, just 12 innings, but I had 23 strikeouts in those 12 innings with a .75 ERA. This dude was tough for people to hit. Don't know why. Maybe because of the velocity... Maybe because of the the delivery. Couldn't tell you. But he was a guy, when I used him, I got very good results. What is happening? All right. So that's that's my list. Those are my ten guys. And now we're going to focus on the rest of this events game to wrap up the episode. Because, Lord have mercy, if I lose to this guy with two bronze cards in his lineup, I'm going to be livid. Come on, DeGrom. Good slider. Good piece. All right. So what do we got? I'm going to throw a change up on a full count. I don't give a shit. Mama ain't raised no bitch. Oh, he didn't swing, did he? Nope. Uh, well, DeGrom is almost essentially out of energy, but because I'm here to prestige him and I couldn't care any less about the actual wins, we're leaving him in. Oh, excuse me. Yawn number two. Who's got the yawn counter today? This guy is a check swing demon. Give me this two-seamer on the corner. Got it. All right, let's go. What are we pitching? Slider away. Going to cut that corner. Nope, terrible pitch. Double play. Okay, we got the line out. That's one out. I really just need the strikeouts, though. Oh, three and two count on Real Muto. This is where we thrive. This is where we live. This is where we make our money. Curve ball. Good pitch. Oh, we hit a grand slam, didn't he? Not a good pitch because it hung. Good input. Thank you, SDS, for making uh, this possible. Good input, apparently. It's not mean anything for pitching. That was hung right down the middle. I truthfully don't understand this person. Because he's got bad cards in his lineup. Very good at the game, clearly. So he he's earned this, this, if it's a victory. It's in the bottom of the fifth right now. But you figure someone this good at this game as Babe Ruth goes yard, has cards... Well, he has Babe Ruth, but like other cards that are good. Not 69 overall Michael Chavis in his starting lineup. So, color me confused. This is honestly infuriating. This is why I, I don't really play online anymore. I can't. It's, it's not as fun. 
It, this game is supposed to be fun, and this game has gotten unfun because it plays so poorly and things don't make sense. Um, so let's see if Goose Gossage will let up some runs because Goose, Goose Gossage tends to let up runs every time I use him. He's the most hittable, disgusting 99 in this game. I don't want to change up. Change base. Nope. Slurve him on the outside. Give me this. Give me this. Nope, just outside. This guy's got the eye of a gold shimmering bald eagle. He's just... He hasn't swung at a single ball. And he murders everything that's in the zone. So I'm going to be... There's two outs now. I'll probably be down four going into the sixth. Score some runs. Mickey Mantle off the wall. I hate my life. And there's Gossage letting... I mean, technically those runs belong to DeGrom, but now it's 9-4. Ay, ay, ay. Come on, Gossage, you bum. Give me this. I played someone yesterday and ranked as Bogarts goes yard. Jesus effing Christ. I played someone yesterday and ranked who had a goon squad, played over 600 games of ranked, and wanted to play at Polo Grounds and would not accept my friendly. And you guessed it, he won because he trolled me the entire game. And. I was so frustrated, and that's I'm kind of just done with the trolls. I need a new game. I need a fresh start. I need I need to go back to normalcy here. <laughs> it's because we don't have it currently. So here we go. Top six, back against the walls, 12 to 4, as I ground out into the shift. That's another thing. Let's get rid of the shift in 2021. No more auto shift. It's a video game, not real life. Too many players have the shift. Let's get rid of it. Oh, I smoked that ball, too. As oh, and Hanley grounds out to a diving bronze fielder at third. Who is this person that I'm playing? SVE9 Mark. Good for you, sir. Good for you. You're murdering me and getting every lucky play in the book to happen. Come on, Lou. Three and two count. Backs against the wall. Only down eight. And he... <laughs> oh, ball is in the PCI. And it's a pop-up behind me to the catcher. Oh, boys and girls. If that ain't able to be the show 21, I don't know what is. So, before we get out of here, again, I know there's a little uncertainty coming up with future episodes, so I apologize. We're going to figure that out. But I do have some exciting news. First, we're going to hear from my friends at Thrive Fantasy, and then you're going to hear the exciting news, which might, which does, have to do with Thrive Fantasy. So first of which, Thrive Fantasy, you guys know the drill at this point. It's a daily fantasy sports app that has eliminated the need to do countless hours of research like other DFS apps, the ones we won't, won't name, because it only asks you about the top-tier athletes in a respective sport. This is an app based around the player props. To play games on Thrive Fantasy, it's NBA, it's NFL playoffs, it's NHL starting back up. 
Choose five out of the ten player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on how likely it is to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points possible and win a share of that prize pool. If you're looking to play games and make money, use promo code THESHOWTHEPOD when you sign up for Thrive Fantasy and you'll receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by going online to www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. And now the news. I am very happy to announce that I will be contributing to Thrive Fantasy as a blogger, talking about the best props of the day. I'll have a couple articles a week. You're going to go to blog.thrivefantasy.com. You will see my bylines. You will see my words. You will see my advice. You will see my opinions. You will see my excellent grasp of the English language. Um, Very happy Thrive Fantasy, first of all, has the blog. Second of all... um, asked its partners who wanted to help them out with the blog and accepted me into the program. So um, just another way to continue developing my brand with Thrive and to support this show. Uh, if you support me there by reading my stories, please use my promo code, the show, the pod. It does give me a little kickback. I do appreciate it. It helps me keep this show going. Um, but for now, guys, that that's going to be all. I wish I could give you a hard answer about when the next episode will be. It might be next week, but probably not. We're probably in a waiting game here. But the second, the second I get my laptop, my new one, we are back swinging. And who knows, maybe I'll try to fill the gaps doing some other sort of stuff on the internet machine. I'm pretty clever. Um, But this is definitely not the end of the show of the podcast. We are coming back strong. This is not going to be the hiatus that turns into the gone forever. We will be back in a few weeks. I promise you that. Um, We're going to have news to cover, hopefully, with the release of information about the next game. I hope. I hope, I hope, I hope. That's just a guess. Probably probably wrong. That's just a guess. And uh, we're going to have interviews with your favorite content creators and so much more. So guys, thank you all for listening. And I will talk to you all at some point in the next few weeks. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Show, The Podcast. Be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at The Show, The Pod for opinions, updates, and so much more. Become a patron at patreon.com slash the show, the podcast to support the show. For $5 a month, you'll get exclusive access to bonus interviews with MLB The Show content creators. For $10 a month, you'll get the bonus interviews plus the chance to play me in an online friendly each month you're a member. That's it for now. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, I'll see you at Ship It.